This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me again is Sam Severance, a seminarian for the Diocese of Columbus. Welcome again, Sam. Yeah, thank you for having me. Great to have you. Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this time together. We ask, O oh Lord, that you inspire in us um, a spirit of prayer, um, that we may always turn to you to rely on you as we face decisions, um, whether they be um, small or huge. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, so, Sam, we've been talking about what it's like to discern and to be a seminarian, and um, um, we, you know, we, as we left off from our last conversation, um, we were talking about kind of this sort of unique position that a discerner of the priesthood or religious life, really, for that matter, um, and I, I might even say to married life, it's somewhat unique and revolutionary and countercultural, but I even think even more so for priesthood um, and mm-hmm. religious life. Um, and it requires support. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Did you find that um, find it kind of like you felt odd or unique because the Lord was uh, moving in this way in your life? Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's a, that's a at least a good way to put it. Um, I remember not telling anybody what was going on because I, I knew once I said it, like it was real. I guess mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew the Lord was kind of pulling on my heart. Um, I didn't realize until I got to college maybe that it was maybe the priesthood, right? It, like this is like a real vocation possibly. Um, I told my mom, um, talked to her about it. I was having really bad anxiety um, and it was, I was, I had to tell somebody. Um, so I was telling her, uh, I remember I mentioned it to one of my buddies in college. His name's Justin Feltner. I'll never forget the look he gave me when I said it. I mean, he looked at me like I had three eyes. It was kind of like, and I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, you kind of, you get worried. It is so countercultural. Probably that's an overused term probably, right? But it yeah. really is. Um, and I was just like, okay, I'm never saying that again. That's never happening again. Uh, but, you know, eventually the Lord kind of works on you and you, I guess, begin to accept that, okay, maybe this priesthood thing is okay and maybe it's not because it, it felt like a curse i guess at first like why lord why are you calling me to the priesthood uh but now i don't look at it like that now i look at it as a, a thankfulness thank you for calling me to the priesthood mm. because i know myself and i feel like the lord has given me my gifts and and talents through my life to that are going to be useful as a priest so um you know he the lord knows us best so that's kind of the thing is that we need to l- listen to him because he knows better than we actually might think we know yeah, you know, I remember, um, and this is, you know, kind of this conversation is very um, nostalgic in my own life as I kind of reflect back on my own history with you. Um, I remember being asked throughout the journey as a seminarian, you know, did your friends in high school support you in this, um, you know, in this discernment and this vocation? And um, and and I remember... I, I I think I always answered that yes because no one ever told me you know like that my friends from high school like you shouldn't do this or this is stupid or you know we don't think you're called to be a priest I don't ever remember them saying that mm-hmm. of course most of my friends were either uh, were punks 
<laughs> you know, that either that were either atheists or I had a lot of friends who were Protestants um, or fallen away Catholics. I did not really have friends who were I had zero friends who were like zealously Catholic. Yeah. Or and and not many friends who were even practicing Protestants, you know. But as I've looked back and reflected as my own life kind of has has evolved um, and, you know, living the priesthood, I really realized that actually they weren't supportive of of my vocation. You know, like more and more I think back of, yeah, there were comments like, do you really want to do this? Like, because it, it sounded to them or seemed to them completely and utterly strange that you would give up sex and marriage yeah. in order to do this. And and as I ref- I think back on memories that I interpreted innocently, but as I think back, I'm like, actually, no, they were trying to set me up with various girls when I was in seminary or anything like that. And I was just so, because the Lord makes me very obstinate, you know, I was just yeah. kind of obstinately focused on seminary that I kind of passed it off. But as I've reflected maturely on these things, it, it wasn't there. And, um, you know, it's, I think from your own experiences, I don't, um, were there friends that actually were supportive of your, in, in going in this way? Yeah. Um, you know, in high school, I didn't really talk about it. And I really wasn't sure I had a vocation at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say that there weren't supportive of it because, Maybe I, I mean, I wasn't supportive of their vocations either. You know, we weren't really actively going to mass. We yeah. weren't taking our faith all, faith all that serious. So I don't think anybody was helping anybody out necessarily. Um, now, my best friend, Tommy Garrity, um, he, when I told him, he was, he was supportive of it. I mean, and he, cause you know, I think as my friend, he knew that, uh, my interests kind of who I am, while I may not explicitly said I'm discerning the priesthood or that I'm discerning religious life when I would make comments to him about certain, I don't know, at that time, like, um, philosophical comments mm. or what I was studying or what I was interested in. I think he may have known. So I don't think he was very surprised when I told him, but he was very much like, yeah, I think you'd be good at that. I mm. think that you would be a person definitely that I would, I would turn to if you were a priest, you know, which is, is, is I mean, a huge compliment. Um, so I think in that sense, definitely he was, my parents were, my parents didn't, you know, they didn't do anything special. They always received that, that, uh, those questions like, okay, what did you do? You know, I've been praying for my son to think about the priesthood. So what did you guys do? The answer is they really didn't do anything to reinvent the wheel. They just were faithful Catholics. You know, I was baptized here in Columbus, first communion confirmation, all that, um, went to Catholic high school. My parents took their faith serious. I mean, sometimes more, more times than others, right? They were sometimes not mm-hmm. at the best as we all are. Um, but, yeah, I think that just the main thing is they weren't doing anything different. So, yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, my and my again, my parents and my brothers and sisters were all very supportive of me, um, both in high school discerning and then also while I was in seminary. But do you have? I mean, you you know you you mentioned that your family was very supportive too, but. Do you see that in seminarians where maybe they don't have the support of their parents or their families? So yeah, some guys don't have the support of their families, and uh, I mean, from an outsider, and sometimes it's uh, it's hard to watch, right? Because these guys really are they they love they love Jesus. They they want to do their will for His life, and they, you can see when they tell their stories that it's like 
well, he, he really has been working in their lives, you know, and he's really pulling them towards the priesthood, but their families are not necessarily, you know, the most thrilled about it. Um, they're for whatever reason, some of them aren't Catholic. Some of them want grandchildren. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you tell your parents, well, I, I can't, I can't get married as a priest. That's, that's a big roadblock for a lot of people. Um, but for those guys, you know, that maybe have that scenario, I think the Lord, I mean, I can't say this from, I mean, I think it's, I can say this pretty confident. The Lord provides them grace to get through that, to handle mm -hmm. that, right. To handle that certain situation. Uh, and I think I've been able to see that in some of my peers. Yeah. You know, and I've run into a lot of guys whose parents, um, whether it be their mother or their father are really scared and concerned for their sons, you know, for, for different reasons and not so much grandchildren because I mean, look at, you know, the trajectory of culture is people don't right. have many kids and, exactly. and they wait so long to have them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no guarantee you're going to have grandkids because your kids might not get married until they're in their late thirties. Exactly. And, yeah. But, but what I find is they're, um, they're really concerned about their sons being lonely oh, the yeah. rest of their life. Yeah. Or their sons um, being persecuted because, you know, of the stigma on the priesthood in culture. You know, that, oh, you know, people are going to think they're, you know, whatever, you know. Um, or or even that um, maybe the the culture of the seminary is in a healthy culture for them. That mm -hmm. there might be inappropriate things that happen, you know. Um, I think. I mean, have you seen that? And you know, maybe kind of what are your responses to that? Well, I mean, a couple things. Like as far as the loneliness factor, um, I don't know. I've hung around priests, right? I've been shadowing certain priests, and a lot of times those priests, people want them they need them right so a lot of times if they get some downtime it's much needed it's like mm -hmm. thank god i get this break you know mm -hmm. um so it's like i don't know the loneliness thing like, have priests been lonely like of course have married people been lonely like of course you know so loneliness is not something that's solely with the priest um so i would i would be hesitant to make a decision be like well i don't want to be lonely so i'm not gonna be a priest well it seems like you need to think about that situation maybe more critically in that, mm -hmm. that scenario as far as the seminary culture thing, I think that um, it's, it's a fair concern. I mean, we in, in Columbus with the Josephinum close, I think people, last time they've really heard about the Josephinum was probably on the news um, when we had trouble with a guy. I think he was trying to go to Texas and, or California, yeah, something like that, yeah. and, um, buy a kid or something like that. And obviously that's a terrible thing. I think the matter of hope that you can give to that is that that exposed a needed change within seminaries, mm -hmm. maybe the Josephinum. That now, I can tell you that now we have the people in place that have kind of rid, it, rid of us of that culture. Mm -hmm. Father Pessoa came in three years ago, he came with me, and the culture there is really quite healthy, I would say, in my opinion, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, as far as people being concerned about the cultures in seminary, that's not necessarily a problem right now at the Josephina mm -hmm. that I would be concerned about. Yeah. And, you know, and I would only add to that, I think, is the need for prayer. Exactly. What, no matter what the Lord calls us or asks us to do, whether it be marriage, yeah, we face countless, poss you know, countless challenges, but we, ha we have to be close to the Lord and that divine intimacy in a life of prayer, um, because it's the Lord that we live this life with regardless of what 
we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good point. And I, like I said, I think we've really tried to do that at the Josephinum. There's priest, we're, we're, there's more priests uh, coming in now that I think will be really helpful for the seminary. And uh, yeah, I think it's a really good place to be able to discern kind of this priesthood call. Well, great. Um, Sam, thank you for joining us, but also thank you for your yes to the priesthood and seminary. Yeah, thank you. Well, um, I, I, hope to, I hope to be a good priest one day. You, you will know? be. You will be. <laughs> and until um, this has been Conversations on Discipleship, I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me has been Sam Severance. Until next time, peace and all good. Boom. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.